tonight comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 25 through 34. Hear the word of the Lord. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow, is thrown into the fire, will not he much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble as of its own. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, on this Sunday before Thanksgiving, we praise you and thank you for your abundant provision of all our needs. Now may the meditations of my heart and the words of my mouth be good in your sight, glorify you, and inspire the gratitude of our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. In this passage of the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus said very plainly, do not worry about anything, but seek the kingdom of God. Then you will naturally want to give thanks to God who supplies all of our needs. God does this without thinking about it, and usually well before we do. Therefore, it's important, especially as Thanksgiving approaches, that we remember to always give thanks to God. With that in mind, I'm going to try to make three points fairly quickly for you today. <laughs> Imagine that. A preacher says amen. First, God loves you. First, God loves you and will keep the promises he made to you. Second, we already have enough reasons to be thankful to God who will bless us even more for continued faithfulness. Let's go back to what Brother Steve said in Malachi. Third, God doesn't owe us anything. How many of you think God owes you something? God doesn't owe us anything. Yet, God chooses to take care of us and provide all of our needs. for So, how do we give thanks to God who knows what we need before we do and gives us what we need before we even think about it? First thing we need to say is that God still loves you all the time, everywhere, and will continue to keep the promise God made to you to bring you to heaven to be with Him just because you said, Yes, Lord, I believe that Jesus Christ is my Savior. Interesting thing, the promises of God. Many of God's promises have been made in the form of covenants. A covenant is an agreement between two entities. 
Biblical covenants are between the number one entity, God, the highest authority, and human beings, the lower authority. That's us. We are human beings. The first such covenant was between God and Adam where the Lord commanded that Adam could eat any fruit of the garden except the one of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Another covenant God made was with Israel after they entered the Sinai Peninsula. In Exodus chapter 19, in Exodus chapter 19, the Lord made a promise with Israel. He said, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be my special treasure to me above all people. To which the people answered together, All that the Lord has spoken we will do. Psalm 126 describes the joy of the exiles as they return from Babylon in keeping with God's promise found in Deuteronomy 31 through 3, which says, Now it shall come to pass, when all these things come upon you, the blessing and the curse which I have set before you, and you call them to mind among all the nations where the Lord your God drives you. This is a significant verse. And you return to the Lord your God and obey his voice. That the Lord your God will bring you back from captivity and gather you again from all the nations where the Lord your God has scattered you. Twice in those three verses, he said, where the Lord your God has scattered you. And at least twice, he said, we'll bring you back. If I can do that again. Let me change sides here. That's better. That's a big promise. Just look at Israel, where they are now. Since 1948, where have they been? Back in the promised land. Then it goes on and he says, Likewise, Jeremiah 30, 18 to 19 says, Buckle up, here it comes again. I will bring back the captivity of Jacob's tents and have mercy on his dwelling places. The city shall be built upon its own mound. And the palace shall remain according to its own plan. Then out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. Good word. Thanksgiving. And the voice of those who make merry. I will multiply them and they shall not diminish. I will also glorify them and they shall not be small. Now hear Psalm 126, 1 to 3. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things. God has done great things for Israel. God has done great things for the church. For all those who believe are the church. And we are the recipients of those great things. John Maxwell said, The instant we're born, we already owe someone for nine months of room and board. Think about that. And, as if nine months of room and board is not enough, it's a debt we can never really repay. It's a reminder that we all carry a debt of gratitude to somebody that we cannot repay, but our gratitude can be passed on to others. 
which is one of the things the Ministerial Alliances really does well. For a little small town, 453 people, including Terry and me, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Three churches, that's pretty good. God kept the promises to return Israel to the promised land and is still keeping that promise. You just type in on Google how many Israelites are back in Israel and how many are still not there yet, and you'll see that the number in Israel continues to grow and the number elsewhere continues to shrink. God sent Jesus so that all the world can believe and be saved. How do we give thanks to God for Jesus? Part of it's by being right here, right now, worshiping and praising God. We have many, many more reasons to be thankful to God. And God will bless us even more for our continued faithfulness. In Joel 2, 21 to 27, the prophet comforted and encouraged Judah to return to faithfulness to God. And again, this prophecy goes back to Deuteronomy 30, 1 through 3. However, Judah had rejected God's wooing so many times and suffered for it so many times. But the promise still remains. For God promises good to those who are faithful. Abraham was a faithful friend of God, and God greatly best blessed Abraham in his life. We may not have the same material wealth of Abraham, but we're not far from it. He had lots of cattle and lots of other livestock and slaves. And after Sarah died, he had more wives and more children. They're not the promise, but that's another story. We may not have the same things, but don't we have homes, cars, trucks, trucks and trucks sometimes, income, hot and cold running water, heat in the winter, cold air in the summer, electricity 24-7, 365 a year. But far greater is the wealth that we build up in heaven, isn't it? The wealth that we build up in heaven is much more lasting than the stuff that we use here on earth. We start with eternally being in the presence of God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. When we get to heaven, we will see the new Jerusalem, a city made of pure gold on foundations of solid, precious stones with walls of jasper, gates of a single pearl, which you can walk through. A gate as big as this building that you can walk through made of pearl. Twelve around the city. Walking on streets made of pure gold. Think about that. People kill people for gold. You'll be able to walk on it. And nobody will try to take it away from you. If this is the new Jerusalem, what will our homes in heaven be? Personally, I have a good feeling I'm going to have a nice broom closet with a, with a bathroom all to myself. And I think that's going to be great. Some are going to have mansions that are, you've seen McMansions when you go down to Oklahoma City. They've got mansions all over the place down there. What we get in heaven is going to be even better. God did not have to save us. Did you know that? God did not have to save us because God doesn't owe anything to anybody. Rather, God chose to save us, to take care of us and provide our every need because of love. 
For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Everything God does is out of love for us. Even when God punishes us, God does it for love. But God still doesn't owe us anything. God created us. We did not create God. People think that people created religion and God so they could have something to worship. We didn't have to create God. God already was. And he put the idea of God into us so we would know who he is. God created us. God's salvation is a gift, not an obligation. Our lives are a gift. If God owed us anything, it's punishment for our sins, which is death, to be honest. Yet when one believes on Jesus, the sin debt is canceled. Done, gone. That's it. Over. The gift of God is eternal life. God owes us nothing and offers us everything without price, without price. We owe a debt of love for others by the command of Jesus to love one another. That's what Jesus said. If God forgives our sins and all the debt we owe, how do we give thanks to God? Jesus said, do not worry. But with all we owe God and are unable to repay, how can we help but not worry? How many of you don't go to sleep at night sometimes thinking about the debt that you owe God? You don't have to. You can sleep good at night because God has canceled that debt. And he has already said to you, you are welcome in my house. And I can't wait to see you. This is what God is telling us. Don't worry about that stuff. If you're worried about it, surrender yourself to the Lord your God. And when you do, he will take that worry away. He will take it away. Believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved and owe nothing because Jesus has paid your debt. How do I know this is true? Because he did it for me. He did it for me. And he will do it for anybody who asks. What I want you to think about is how will you give thanks to God on this Thanksgiving Sunday? Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, <clears throat> we give ourselves to you with gratitude for all the ways you have blessed us. Help us be a thankful people filled with joy for your glory and for the sake of the world which needs you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you.